Benvenuto to the land of fresh pasta. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Talk Podcast, where I interview expats and locals from cool and interesting places. And if you haven't guessed yet, we're talking about Italy on this episode. Now, when you think of Italy, you're probably thinking of Rome, Florence, Venice, all the major cities. There's just so much to see in Italy. But today, we're going to be talking about a smaller city called Remini. It's nestled along the Adriatic Sea, and this gives us a great chance to see some of the small cities and medieval areas that are nestled in between these major metropolitans. So, if you're planning on going to Italy and you want to get a new perspective or a different guide or maybe a different element of the country, definitely consider this city. And let's get started. Welcome, Giovanni, to the Travel Talk podcast. Thank you, Melissa, for having me. How about you introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, okay, so my name is uh, uh, Giovanni Labadessa. I am an Italian-born living in uh, Venice, California. Uh, I am uh, an aspiring screenwriter and uh, uh, a very hungry Italian guy. <laughs> Only Italian food, right? Mostly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we going to be talking about today in Italy? Okay, so we, I want to talk about um, um, a region of Italy that uh, it's not often explored, but it's uh, a quite amazing place, and uh, it's half the way between um, Florence and Venice. So it's definitely on, uh, uh, on your way through those two magical places. So it's more of a rural region. It's a, yes, it's a, it's a, a, a rural region, and... Uh, it's on the um, east coast, so you have uh, the water, you have the hills, and you have the countryside. So it's an area that offers like many opportunities for, uh, for you know, having a beach day or having like uh, a wine day or an exploration of uh, of the countryside. And what's this area called? So the area is called Romagna. Uh, it's uh, uh, an area known for um, a city called Rimini, which is uh, actually Fellini's hometown. So if you're passionate uh, of film, that's definitely something to keep in mind. And uh, there is a, a little town that uh, uh, took my heart, uh, which is going to be very hard for people to remember. So hope you have a, a, a pen and paper to write. It's called Sant'Arcangelo di Romagna. It's uh, a little village, uh, only uh, 10 minutes outside of Rimini, on the hill. And it's a, a, a tiny medieval uh, town that is just a beautiful, beautiful gem. Is that where you're from? That's not where I'm from, but that's where I say... I found again uh, my country. I met my wife uh, here in America, and uh, that's where uh, she's from, and that's where her family's from, and where she grew up. Um, why? Why do you say that this is your region now? So it's uh, it's uh, actually uh, funny because I I spent most of my adult life in the United States, and uh, um, Italy was pretty much the place where I would go to visit my family. And, uh, um, like, often happens, you know, you get to a point where you don't want to take a 12-hour flight. You don't want to, like, you know, struggle for two weeks with jet lag. And, you know, you uh, decide, hey, mom, hey, brother, or hey, you know, friends, why don't you guys come to visit me? And we take a trip and we go somewhere. So I 
I lost a little bit touch with the with the with the many beautiful things of my country. And uh, when I met my wife, I uh, I have to say I fell in love with my own country again. This sounds amazing. How come I haven't heard about this area? Um, well, I have to say it's um, it's a very humble region. A region, you know, um, it's so humble that Federico Fellini, which is probably. Um, the most famous Italian filmmaker of all time. Um, nobody knows that he's from there. But it sounds like it's more than just the big movies and the people that come from this region. Um, like it's relatively so, really close to Florence. Like how come I haven't been? How come I haven't heard anyone coming to out to this area? Or it's near Bologna, I think. It's uh, uh, very close to Bologna. Yeah. Uh, Bologna, it's probably uh, uh, well known uh, for. The, the food in, uh, in, in that area is incredible. So Bologna is the uh, capital of the area, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, uh, it's known for fresh pasta. And if you move east towards Rimini, uh, there is a thing called Piadina uh, that uh, uh, has come to America as well. It's the, uh, it's the Italian flatbread. Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen that everywhere now. It's in all the big shops here in Venice. <laughs> yes. So Piadina is from Rimini. Um, but uh, the reason why uh, people don't visit much uh, Rimini, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're I, like before the recording, we were talking a little bit about travel and how Americans travel. And there's this tendency to focus on landmarks more than um, the location or the experience there. And you think of Florence or Venice or Rome, they have just such prominent landmarks. Do you think maybe that might be a factor? So um, I have to say, Italy, it's just gorgeous. doesn't matter where you go, uh, there is something that will just take your breath away. And uh, um, yes, Florence has incredible landmarks. Rome has incredible landmarks. Venice itself, the whole city, is an incredible landmark. Uh, uh, But there is more to it. So uh, there is uh, uh, places that are still extremely authentic and they're gorgeous and they offer incredible uh, landmarks. Uh, Rimini itself, it, was, uh, uh, it has uh, both uh, uh, Roman uh, um, uh, landmarks as well as medieval landmarks, as well as uh, um, gorgeous bridges and, and modern uh, uh, parts of town, and uh, uh, so it's it's something to keep in mind that there is more to Italy than just uh, uh, Florence, Venice, Rome, and Milan. The the Instagrammable snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I wonder in these smaller regions, you're right that you know they they essentially have the same time timeline history as these big cities. Because of the utilitarian need for these smaller cities, are these landmarks more than used every day by the locals? Do you see more of an integration of these landmarks into the daily life of the locals? Um, absolutely. I have to say there is, uh, um, there is definitely more respect and more pride. Um, if you go to um, uh, Rimini, for example, there is the Ponte Tiberio, which is uh, the, uh, a Roman bridge, an ancient Roman bridge that still stands and still is used on a daily basis. And cars and people just cross it. And uh, um, it was recently restored and it became uh, something that the whole city gathered around to just to 
to celebrate. And uh, um, Sant'Arcangelo, for example, which is the city that I love so much, it's a, a, a medieval uh, village. So uh, the walls of the uh, medieval borgo still stand and uh, uh, the castle, the rock uh, still stands and uh, it's, uh, it's a place that everybody is very proud of and they take incredible care for. Yeah. Well, it's just such a you know, pivotal part of the city. It's a smaller city. Um, I feel like when I go out to smaller cities in Europe in general, um, I feel like there's this opportunity to almost become you know, part of the experience more. When you're in these big landmarks in major cities, there's, you know, museums and resources around them and lots of crowds. And so you become almost part of the crowd rather than part of the city. I have to say, yes, uh, the, um, uh, it's, I think it's beautiful to be confused as uh, one of the uh, people of the village rather than uh, just a tourist. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful feeling to, to walk around a place and be, uh, you know, one of them. And you're like completely immersed. Yes. You know, and obviously you're not a local, but at least you have the opportunity to, to have that experience or feel closer to that experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I know for a lot of Americans, time is always a factor. Travel is always difficult. Like I think, you know, most people get a couple weeks off each year. Um, how do you manage, how do you recommend somebody integrating this region into maybe a trip to Europe, for example? So, um, as I was saying, um, Rimini and Sant'Arcangelo are half the way between, um, Florence and Venice. So if you, uh, are on your way to Venice, uh, uh, you can, uh, literally stop in Rimini and uh, spend some time in the city, uh, visit the ancient Roman sites, visit uh, the Fulgor, which is the uh, Fellini's, uh, uh, Fellini's own, uh, his own uh, movie theater. Uh, and if you just uh, uh, drive 10 minutes out, uh, go to Sant'Arcangelo and spend some time in a traditional medieval hillside village where uh, incredibly... Uh, you will find uh, some of the greatest uh, Italian restaurant in in Italy. Uh, that that twenty thousand people village hosts some of the greatest uh, recognized uh, uh, Italian restaurant in Italy. It's home to several tastemakers, and uh, it's home to uh, some of the uh, best Italian artists. Uh, uh, both traditional and uh, uh, even street artists are from there. And uh, uh, there is a ton of ateliers that are open to the public and for people to visit. And, uh, uh, and uh, it hosts uh, one of the oldest uh, 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 theater festivals in the world. And uh, uh, it hosts an incredible community of artists from England called the Mutoid which are uh, a community of steampunk artists. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's insane what goes on in that little village. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite unique. And then um, how, how do you typically, how are your vacations and time spent there? Is it just, because we talk a lot about the food. The food is a big factor when we travel. Um, like what's your typical experience when you go? So what I do is this. I uh, wake up in the morning, step by the local piazza, have breakfast, and ride my bicycle 
all the way down to the beach. Uh, it's a, a 30 minutes bike ride uh, by the river. So you get to be immersed in nature. And uh, I arrived uh, at the beach by the port where there is this uh, amazing um, uh, bar on the beach called uh, Darsena Sunset Club where, you know, uh, I know Italians, they start drinking a little earlier than Americans. But, you know, we have maybe a Prosecco or an aperitivo at <laughs> by 11. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's almost noon. Uh, right. You gotta, you know... It's part of the lifestyle. Exactly. You gotta help your appetite for lunch. And, uh, and yeah, so I, you know, you get to spend some time at the beach, hang out. Um, you can uh, um, either, you know, go into the city and, uh, and uh, uh, visit the city and uh, bike your way back. Uh, uh, but that's, that's what, I, uh, what I do when I'm there. I just, it's a slower you know, pace. Um, absolutely. Everything, it's very slow. People really take their time. And uh, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to do uh, uh, now that everything moves so fast. I know. In one of our other um, podcasts, uh, one of our, in, when, um, my friend Alex talked about how you're kind of succumb to the pace of the city when you go to visit. Like restaurants will only be open when they're open. And you know, people will only serve at these times. And so you end up having to adapt and accommodate your your rhythm to the city a little bit. Do you think that might be true here? Uh, I mean, I, I like to uh, think that uh, um, Italian rhythm, it's, it's good for you. So <laughs> it's about enjoying life. This is why they're so happy. So, yeah, I like the fact that, you know, you 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 get to, you know, spend uh, uh, a couple of hours for lunch, sitting down and chit-chatting, and that you don't need to rush anywhere. And uh, uh, I like the fact that uh, at a certain time they close and you have to leave and <laughs> go somewhere else. Go bicycling to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I know that everyone, Italian food is just incredible in general. Like, yeah, like again, I won't, I won't go into my obsession with Italian pasta, but you mentioned how great the food is in, in this region. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. What makes the food so special here compared so, to the rest of Italy? So you are in the land of fresh pasta. So it's... I need to go here now. <laughs> right? So it's fresh pasta. It's uh, tagliatelle, it's ravioli, it's, uh, it's uh, passatelli. is extremely typical of, uh, of Romagna. Passatelli is... Uh, it's... Um, uh, a pasta that you make for uh, for uh, Christmas, and uh, it's made in a broth, and uh, it's it's just it sounds so good. <laughs> and there is so many different kind of uh, fresh pasta there that you will likely lose track of what you're eating. Uh, but that's that's definitely the. And then there is piadina. Uh, piadina is the thing. You know, piadina is a flatbread. It's uh, uh, made uh, with just flour, water. There is no levitation, so it's um, it's uh, it's not like pizza. It's not soft. It's uh, it's a different uh, feel, and they just uh, use uh, stracchino, arugula, and prosciutto. It's very simple, but that's uh, that's uh, as traditional as Rimini. This sounds amazing. It just seems like this is a great add-on to a trip to either Venice or Florence. Just spending a couple days in a more unknown area. Absolutely. And escape the crowds a little bit. Absolutely. And uh, I have to say, it's, uh, the, it's, it's beautiful. The pace is right. 
the people are, are amazing, is extremely open, extremely welcoming, and uh, it's definitely uh, a place that uh, will, uh, will make you fall in love with Italy all over again. I know. I just, I just, I can't believe I haven't been here. I'm like, I need to go. <laughs> You'll be my guest. <laughs> Done. This summer. Awesome. Any last words of wisdom for our listeners? So, um, yes. Um, I say if you love arts, if you love uh, um, uh, theater, if you love cinema, uh, Sant'Arcangelo will make you uh, go crazy. There is uh, uh, this great theater fest there is an incredible cinema fest in september uh there is uh, uh all the um artistic hubs uh you can imagine there is uh, a poetry clubs in every corner uh so it's it's just like a an immersive cultural experience if you go there awesome um actually one last question um do i need to know italian to be in this city Okay, so... Um, oh, I opened up a, a Pandora's box a little bit. <laughs> it's, not as, um, um, it's not as touristy. So you want to uh, uh, walk around and everybody will speak English. Uh, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, a place where uh, real people live and it's very young. So uh, most of the young people... It's one of the few places in Italy where all the young people have stayed. They haven't gone to Australia or England or here in America. They are still there. So it's it's very young. So all the all the youth will speak English to you and uh, um and uh, so you have a little bit of both words. You don't have the uh, uh, uh English speaking tourist catcher trying to uh you know uh, get you places uh, uh, at, at the same time, you know, will you will have fun, make yourself uh, 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 understood with, uh, with all the locals and find uh, a bunch of young people that will speak English to you. That makes it just so much easier. It's like totally accessible for an ignorant American like me to be able to get there and have no problems. And that just seems so rare when you're trying to immerse yourself. Yes, I have to say it's, it's, uh, it's very easy and... Uh, and again, people make it very easy for anyone. Well, that's the cherry on the Sunday. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Giovanni. I really appreciate you sharing your stories about Italy. And um, yeah, um, thank you. And listeners, look out for the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. And this was great. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. And for all you listeners out there, the podcast is uploaded every other Wednesday. Please tune in, subscribe, and share. You can find us on iTunes or on traveltalk.me. See you then.